a lot of people live in denial because they think that to be realistic is to be depressing. I'm Dr. Mike, host of Going There. It was the first song where I wrote about how I felt like my depression was killing me and I didn't want it. Going There breaks the stigma of mental health issues by having real honest conversations with your favorite musicians, including Alessia Cara, Lizzie Hale, Jewel, Jason Isbell, Gerard Way, Lauren Gray, Shamir, and Barty Strange. There was something there that was so raw where I was like, wow, I can't believe someone would say that. Let's go there on Going There with Dr. Mike, brought to you by Sound Mind Live and the Consequence Podcast Network every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about Taylor Swift. I'm Cressy Cornis. And I'm MK Ashford. And on the last Thursday of the month, we recap what's happened in the Taylor Swift extended universe since our last recap. January was honestly a little slow in the beginning. I mean, you know, the holidays and such, but it picked up towards the end. We've had some stuff going on in the last couple of weeks, so I'm excited to get into it. Today, we are going to talk about the three G's, the Golden Globes, Gaylorism and Gypsy Rose Blanchard. It's all we need. My three favorite things. Absolutely. And of course, as always, we are going to give a quick update on Travis Kelsey and also talk about an octopus for some reason. Oh. So let's get into it. Welcome to the January Swift Report. Let's start with the first big appearance of the year, the Golden Globes. Taylor attended the 2024 Golden Globes with Kelly Teller this month wearing an incredible green dress. I love this dress. The sequence. I love a sequin moment on her. I know. So it was kind of like a little scoop neck, showed off the girls, spaghetti mm-hmm. strap. You had the three straps in the back. Strappy back. It is a great dress. It's such a good color for her. That green really must be in her color wheel. Yes, she is a spring. Yes. And also, no side bangs. I was so glad to see that. No side bang. Her hair looked beautiful. It was big and wavy and bouncy and healthy. I love her hair like that. Amazing. And she was nominated for a Golden Globe in a new category honoring cinematic and box office achievement for the Eras Tour concert film, obviously. She did lose to the Barbie movie, but she like stood up and clapped. I think she's okay. <laughs> yeah, I and I do think the Barbie movie deserved it. That was a moment in time. Yeah, for sure. She did knock them out of the box office, but the Barbie movie was more of like an event for everyone, I guess. Yeah. It makes sense. Notably at the Golden Globes, the host Joe Coy cracked a joke about Taylor being in the audience that didn't quite land. So here was the joke, quote, you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. The big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear there's just more to go to here. Sorry about that. End quote. So, um, no one laughed. Taylor took a sip of her drink, not really reacting to it. And this this moment really encompasses what happened. If you watched it, uh, I watched this live. And anytime this man spoke, it was the cringiest thing ever. And he is apparently a very successful touring comedian. So I'm not really sure what happened. But he was very combative with the audience, which is not something you really want to do when you're bombing. Um, for instance, if I'm trying out new material... 
and it's not going well, which sometimes happens, like not everyone's going to like what you've got. It's okay. You have to acknowledge it without being like, you guys suck. You're a bad audience. Like, I'm pretty sure he said you suck. Like, <laughs> because Yeah, no he one like laughed. threw a little fit. It was kind of awkward. It was so embarrassing for him. And then the audience completely turned on him after that. There were some pity laughs in the beginning, but after he called them out for not laughing as hard as he wanted them to, he he had a little hissy fit. So um, if any of you guys are going to do stand-up in the future, I do want to give you a tip of something that I do when my jokes aren't landing. I will be like, I'll, I'll pause. I'll take a second, take a moment. Let us sit in the silence. Let it marinate for a sec. With the no one laughing, you on stage, light, mic in hand, let it sit for a sec. Then you go, okay, you guys really didn't like that one. And then you like pretend to write it down in your notebook. And every time they laugh, every time, for whatever reason, they like the idea of you like taking notes that they didn't like it. And then you keep going and then they're back on your team. So yeah, that's just me on my soapbox. Yeah, he did not handle it well. I do want to get more into the comment itself, Taylor's comment itself. I didn't think it was offensive. It just wasn't a good joke. No, it just wasn't funny. Like everyone was like freaking out coming to her defense and like hating on him and and just acting like he insulted her, but he literally didn't. It just wasn't funny. That's it. And I don't even think she was mad about it. I think she was just like, okay, low hanging yeah, fruit. You're react. not funny. Yeah. There was no reaction from her. Yeah. And it also I don't know if you guys watched this live. Not true. They cut to her like every ten seconds. Just as many cuts to Taylor Swift. Yeah, a lot. This was the Taylor Swift show that night. Later that night, Selena Gomez came over to Taylor and Kelly's table to tell them something, which stirred up the pot a little bit. They were gossiping clearly because Taylor's mouth dropped. Selena nods her head like, oh, yeah, like one of those nods. And Kelly said something close to the word Timothy, according to lip readers, and a rumor spread on the internet that Selena asked Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet for a photo, and Kylie said no. This was all from lip reading. Not real. Taylor, first of all, Taylor is such a professional. She's the only one that covered her mouth every time she spoke. Yeah. Love that for her. But Selena ended up having to comment on this whole story, saying that she told Taylor that two of her friends were hooking up, not that it's anyone's business. I don't know what she was talking about. I do think that comment was a lie (laughs) to cover her tracks. And she might have been talking about Timothy in some way. But I don't know if I believe the whole story about asking for a photo. That just seems ridiculous. Yeah, I don't believe the photo of it all. But you can hear Kelly say, Timothy? (laughs) Yeah. That part wasn't lip reading. You could like actually hear her say that. I know. I mean, I just, I don't know. Who knows? And she might have a friend named Timothy that is not of the Chalamet. Yeah, but I feel like the response of like, oh, my friend's hooked up is just the most classic gossip response. And that's probably not true. And we'll never know. Who knows? The next day, though, Selena said she was going to take a social media break and was online again the very next day. She takes, quote unquote, social media breaks every five minutes. And she never means it. Literally me when I get my screen time down from 10 hours to nine. Like I'm taking a social media break, you guys. You might not see much of me. 
I was like looking because I was like, she always breaks this. And the next day when she posted it was a rare beauty announcement or something. It was something about rare beauty. So I was like, she definitely had to post that. Like that wasn't her, you know? I think it was her um, posting that she's going to be on that upcoming biopic. Okay. Of that. um, I forgot her name. It's a... um, an Hispanic artist she yeah. Selena is playing her and I think she posted about that so that could have been a contractual obligation but still yeah. if you knew you were gonna do that why would you do that why would you say that the day before yeah but even since then she has posted more photos of like yeah. her and Benny Blanco and she's back for sure yeah she's the happiest she's ever been yeah so now let's jump ahead to uh Something that we don't like to talk about on the podcast, but it was a huge moment this month. Uh, A lot of people are talking about it. So we do need to talk about what happened on January 4th. The New York Times published a 5,000 word op-ed by Anna Marks about Taylor's sexuality titled, Look What We Made Taylor Swift Do. It's about the LGBTQ plus coded lyrics, outfits, and moments in Taylor's life and career. The article itself, let's be clear, it does not straight up call Taylor Swift gay or bi or anything, but it did playfully dance around it, questioning the true identity of her sexuality. At one point, Anna wrote, quote, if it's even a conspiracy theory at all, end quote, and quote, there are some queer people who would say that she has already come out, at least to us, end quote. So again, it's not straight up, like, quote unquote, outing her, but it is, it's dancing around doing that. The piece opened by talking about Shelly Wright, who is a country music singer that contemplated taking her own life in 2006, back when she was closeted. Shelly responded to this, her being mentioned in the article on Twitter, saying, quote, I was mentioned in the piece, so I'll weigh in. I think it was awful of at NY Times to publish, triggering for me to read, not because the writer mentioned my nearly ending my life, but seeing a public person's sexuality being discussed is upsetting, end quote. So then shortly after this op-ed was published, Taylor's camp responded through CNN Business. Here's a quote from the article. Quote, because of her massive success, in this moment, there is a tailor-shaped hole in people's ethics, a source close to the situation who requested anonymity that's a really hard word for me. Did I do that right? Anonymity. Anonymity. To speak candidly, told CNN. Nailed it. This article wouldn't have been allowed to be written about Sean Mendez or any male artist whose sexuality has been questioned by fans. There seems to be no boundary some journalists won't cross when writing about Taylor, regardless of how invasive, untrue, and inappropriate it is, all under the protective veil of an opinion piece, the person added. End quote. The article was written by senior reporter Oliver Darcy, who later went on live TV on CNN to discuss it further. So, MK, any thoughts you would like to add? Yes. One, it's giving Dumois. If they didn't weigh in, it wouldn't have as much credibility. It's weird that they're bringing attention to it. It's just an odd move. I don't know why they keep doing this. Like, it's not credible. Two, really psychotic of the writer to say she's already come out to us. (laughs) Like, no, guys, she's actually my friend. (laughs) Only to the fans, because we understand her. Like, have you seen how many theories we've gotten wrong? I don't think we get her as well as we think we do. (laughs) And I 
do think men's sexuality is questioned just as much as hers. I mean, Harry Styles, Sean Mendes, I think all these people are talked about just as much as hers. Almost probably more because it's, I don't know, I guess more acceptable these days still to kind of talk about a man's sexuality and like being gay as a man is a little bit more or like less taboo than a woman being gay, especially a woman who presents herself the way Taylor does. It's still just like a little bit more taboo, you know, to like conservative people. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot about this that I find weird. Do I think it was odd? Yes, it was an odd article, but I don't think it deserved this like response from them. And I also feel like the more and more and more they push, like, she's so straight. It's like making it weirder. Not like not making me think she's gay more, but just like, I don't know, like, why don't you just leave it alone? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's kind of unethical. But like, if she is straight, then like, why is it so important for you to let people know that she's not gay? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's almost giving like, that would be embarrassing is like the vibe I get from Mm -hmm. her and her camp when they're like, we can't let people think this. Yeah. Like, okay, why? Like, why would it be damaging? Yeah, for sure. If it's not true. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts? <laughs> I totally agree with you. I hate their statement a lot. I, capital H, hate it. I think it is absolutely horrific that they named Sean Mendez. I find that incredibly disgusting. Even if they got his permission to do so beforehand, I still think that's disgusting. And I also don't think this is the time nor the place to play the sexism card because it's flat out not true. The author who wrote this piece wrote a similar article about Harry Styles. This happens to men all the time. The reason why the Gawker website no longer exists is because they outed a billionaire and he sued them to death. Um, What's that? The male lead and heart stopper. What's his name? The guy... The actor, he was forced to come out as a teenager because people were speculating his sexuality. This happens to men all the time. Kit Connor. Kit Connor. Mm. He was forced to come out. Like, this happens to men all the time. So I just, I hate this response because I do think there's a valid way to respond to this to maybe say, hey, it's not really setting a good precedent to speculate on someone's sexuality in the New York Times. That's kind of puritanical, don't you think? Yes, and to do it in a way that lifts up and gives a boy voice to the LGBTQ community yeah. instead of making it about, again, vapid feminism that's not yes. really true, like very white woman, privileged feminism, and then to also make it feel like she's just way too good to be LGBT. Yeah, that would be embarrassing, and it's damaging to say that about her. They're not saying it the right way. Absolutely. This re- this response is the exact wrong thing they could have said. I hate it yeah. so much. I wish they wouldn't have responded at all. Because again, what has Sean Mendes had to do to this? Leave that poor Canadian boy alone. What has he done wrong ever? I love Sean Mendes. Did he make a cringy climate change song? Yeah, he did. He did. He but did. you know he meant well. Leave him out of this. I'm very protective of him. I love him. Taylor made a cringy political song too. Yeah, they've both been there. So, yeah, I agree. I think this was really poorly handled because they did have a proper way to respond. They could have, like you said, 
uplifted the voices of that community. They could have brought up how dangerous it is Mm -hmm. for publication that large to be speculating on people's sexualities. Like that's it's giving Oliver Wilde. Like (laughs) this is not okay. Not make it about her at all. Just deflect and say it's not right to do this in general to anyone. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is a very private thing. You should not. Do- yeah, I completely agree. I just I hate the way Tree Payne handled this. She's been flopping lately. She put that man on the news to talk about it. Big flop. On live TV. That's Ugh. so stupid. But anyway. Well, before we get into some better news, let's hear a word from our sponsors. All right, back to talk about something way better than that stupid article. Yes, the third G. The third G of the episode. Screw 5G. We only need three. Hell yeah. We kind of have four because Golden Globes. True. GG. Gypsy Rose Blanchard has been released from jail and is apparently a huge Taylor Swift fan and said that she considers herself a Swifty. Hell yeah. For those of you who might not know... Gypsy Rose Blanchard has spent the last eight years in prison for being an accessory of murder to her mother, Dee Dee. It was a really rare situation where most people shrugged and said, yeah, murder is okay sometimes because she's like super famous now. It's kind of crazy. Her mother severely abused her, treating her as if she was extremely sick with leukemia, asthma, seizures, developmental disabilities, and other ailments, and made her use a feeding tube and a wheelchair for most of her life. She would also give her medications to mimic certain conditions and make her undergo serious surgeries, all while Gypsy Rose was perfectly healthy. It's called Munchausen's by proxy. Mm-hmm. It's a very serious mental illness disease um so gypsy was basically tortured for her entire life life. yeah and then she kind of got a boyfriend a burner phone they plotted her mom's murder things happened watch the documentary we're not going to get into the gruesome details yeah watch the documentary yeah i wouldn't call her murderer and she's given a lot of great interviews since she got out of prison so yeah i would recommend listening to those before you judge her but As soon as she was released from prison, she bought a Chiefs ticket in hopes of meeting Taylor. Icon. I did hear a podcast where she said she bought those months ago and she like wanted to go for New Year's Day and didn't even know that Taylor would be there until she got out. Really? In her defense. Yes. Because she was like, I feel really bad because everyone's trying to say like, I did this thing and like I had bad intentions and people were saying like a murderer is trying to meet Taylor Swift And it got to her parole officer, and that's why her parole officer told her she was not allowed to stay in the state of Missouri and had to leave and go to Louisiana because apparently Camp Taylor got involved because of security. Okay. Oh, Camp Taylor, let's talk. (laughs) I mean, I do see just out of, like, sheer, like, people's interest and stuff, like, it 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 would have been a big deal. If Gypsy Rose Blanchard bumped into Taylor Swift at a football game. Taylor's in a box. She wasn't actually yeah. going to meet her. Taylor doesn't hang out with the normals. Gypsy said she bought this like months ago just as like a fun like we should do this on New Year's Day when I get out type of thing with her husband. And yeah. that like sh- at that time she had no idea that Taylor would 
probably be there. Like she hadn't been to all the games, you know, like stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, very interesting. Apparently the parole officer telling her that she couldn't be in the state was like after a TNZ article and the camp Taylor and stuff like that. Wow. It's what Gypsy Rose said. Who knows? Okay. Allegedly. (laughs) But in an interview with E.T., she shared that Karma is her favorite Taylor Swift song and Midnight's is her favorite era, saying that Taylor is an inspiration to women. She also shared that she bought every single Taylor Swift album with her commissary money in jail. What a queen. So, Gypsy Rose, if you're listening, we would love to have you on as a guest. Yeah. And can I just say Karma is an iconic favorite song? Iconic. That's really hilarious of her. (laughs) I love her for that. She's kind of an icon. She also said that her go-to karaoke song, I guess in the future, would be You Belong With Me. Nice. That's a hard one to sing. I don't know if she wants to commit to that, to be honest. That's, yeah. It's harder than you think. Just a little bit of advice. (laughs) So since we are on a lighthearted note, let's continue it. With the fact that there is now a Taylor Swift's living in the Pittsburgh Zoo and Aquarium. The Pittsburgh Zoo and Aquarium tweeted on January 12th a video of a reddish-looking octopus saying, quote, Meet Taylor Swift, the Caribbean Reef Octopus. She was named after Taylor Swift because she arrived on Taylor's birthday, December 13th. You could say this species is a mastermind thanks to their great problem-solving skills and high intelligence. Find her in the aquarium, end quote. Iconic. Hell yeah. Love that. Shout out to Pittsburgh. We could meet Taylor Swift and tell everyone about it, and no one would know what we mean by that. Yeah, we could have a photo with Taylor Swift. Legally. Yeah. That is the octopus legal name. Fun little side story. We have an elephant at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Her name is Stella. Oh. And they call her... Taylor Swift as a nickname because her legs are longer than all the other elephants. Wow. What a crossover. I know. Isn't that weird? I love that. Speaking of Stella, Happy New Year. Oh my God. Happy New Year. How are you doing? I have not been like living up to my New Year potential yet, but I've been really busy. So that's okay. I I think I'll get it going towards the end of this week and into next, to be honest, which, you know, with the real new year, you take a day or two. So now that this is my new year, this yeah, is my day or two. Totally. If you guys had not listened to our last episode yet, we decided that the real new year is Stella the Cat's birthday. Because normal new year is just too early. We need a break. Yeah, it was too much for us. I couldn't handle it yet. I am feeling back in the groove a little bit more. And... Yeah, Stella's birthday is the 14th. I think it's the perfect time to start the new year. Give yourself a two-week break from the holidays. Rot in bed as much as you can. I know I did. And now I'm ready to start getting into it, getting into the groove. Yeah. I don't know if I'm there yet, but we'll we'll try. That's okay. January in general is hard. Sucks. Anyway, Stella's four, and let's continue. Um, Do you guys want a Tavis update? I don't know. I really don't know if y'all care anymore. Let us know. Sound off on the Discord. Do you still care about Davis? It's like they're still happy together. We could describe every photo, but you guys have already seen them. But we will anyway. Yeah. Let's do it. So they spent New Year's together where they shared a kiss at midnight, Avi. 
And she's still going to games, wearing Kelsey merch in the freezing winter, hanging out with fellow wags. She's been out and about in street style with like lace up, knee high boots, lots of black, green, brown. Love it. Some boots even had snakes on them. Ugly, but I like the motif. (laughs) Yeah, the crushed velvet dress, not one of her best. I hate crushed velvet. Me too. It has to be. It has to be the worst type of material. The texture is just ugh. And it was like olive green. Oh, God. I hated it so much. Yeah. But I made a statement that rep is definitely coming next. I know. I know. Now, what did you think about her New Year's outfit? I loved her little New Year's dress. I thought it fit her like a glove. And this was like a better silver vibe than the one at the VMAs, for sure. Yes, this is more of like a champagne silver. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little less um, cool. It's a warmer silver. Better for her skin tone. Yeah. But we did get a harsh, harsh side bang. Ah. That did, I will say, make her look like a little kid with a lollipop. A lollipop with like the swirls. In in the straight back of head bun. Not low, not high. Mm. Middle. Not her best hair. Not her best hair, but a beautiful dress. I loved the dress. I do also want to say that her jacket at the game on Sunday, question mark? I think it was Sunday, when the Chiefs played the Miami Dolphins in Kansas City. It was like negative 30 degrees or something it was snowing so cold and she wore the cutest giant puffer jacket Mm -hmm. that had his number all over it his name it was kind of like made out of an old jersey or something and apparently this wag from some other team has a small business and like makes these jackets and sends them to wags and kind of asks them to wear them and i guess she just sent one to taylor and taylor chose to wear it it was so cool i loved it And ever since she did that, she's gained like 400,000 followers on Instagram. That's insane. I know. Wasn't that cute? I love that. That jacket was cute. It was so big and like, but cool. Like, I don't know. I really liked it. Yeah. I didn't know how she was going to prepare for that weather. Gigantic jacket. (laughs) What's the weather like in Orlando, MK? Um, It was in the 50s today. I was freezing. freezing. Whoa. Freezing. Yeah, we'll be back in the 80s next weekend, so. Okay, that's good. Whew, thank God. It is 17 here in Atlanta. Oh, my God. I have blankets in front of my front door and my back door just, like, shoved what? in. Is that the low? Yeah, that's the low. Okay, like yeah. Our low today was, like, 40. Yeah. And I felt it because I was outside at 530 in the morning for a meeting, Ooh. and I was thought I was dying, but, like, that's really not that bad compared to 17. Well, we are Florida girls. We're just not built for cold weather. Well, anyway, that's what's happened since our last Swift report. If you have anything you'd like to add, join our Discord. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your opinions. We are a super fun community and we have a lot of laughs. Yeah. Check out our link tree for a link to that, link to Instagram, Twitter, and buy me a coffee. You can send us coffee funds and five dollar increments we'd really appreciate it and we'd also love a review did you know what would cure my january blues mk a beautiful five-star review 
Yeah. Don't kickstart my new year. You'd you'd inspire me to go to the gym. Yeah. Tell MK to go to the gym. And then other people <laughs> yeah. would see that and be like, oh my God, they're bullying her. But we would know. Oh, you're right. You're right. People would think that they're calling me or telling me I need to work out. But we would know that it was actually no, we would know. endearing and motivational. People would like read that and be like what's this podcast about why are they talking about the gym yeah this is that this is about taylor swift intriguing i feel like whenever we end these i just want to be like that's what you missed on glee, glee.